your podcasts. For the win from Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where you can ask for the famous sound off sandwich. Four. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Keith Murphy. What I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Andy Fails. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. I'm not talking about dance lessons. We're talking about unchecked aggression here. I'm talking about putting a brick through the other guy's windshield. I'm talking about drawing a line in the sand, dude. I'm talking about taking it out and chopping it up. Talking more than sports. Is this a... What day is this? On 1460. You're going to eat lightning and you're going to drop thunder. KXNO. Welcome to the Murph and Andy Show on a Friday. Uh, alongside Andy Fails, I'm Keith Murphy, powered up by uh, AD. And uh, Andy, December 9th, going into the weekend. It's uh, it's all coming kind of fast here in December. I was yeah, just, almost uh, in double digits. I was asked today if I you know, got your Christmas shopping done. Have you even started? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, uh, it's getting along. We're getting along. We're two weeks away. I did finish up my Christmas cards. Oh, yeah, you're a card guy. God bless you. Andrew's will be hand-delivered. <laughs> Your, <laughs> yours you. will, will be in the mail. Oh, really? I like to do that. I like the idea of Jenny seeing our Christmas card and yeah, opening it that's, being, being impressed. That's great. Well, um, when you see Jenny and me, just we'll pose for you. And that'll be the Christmas card. We'll, we'll do one Merry of those Christmas. mental snapshots. <laughs> or you can take a photo if you want. Uh, AD, how are you? I'm great. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm wonderful. Uh, let's get right into it then with the one at one. The one at one. One point one. With Murph and Andy, powered by Kaberski Brothers Lawn Care. Well, we're not breaking any news here. Uh, Iowa sweeps Iowa State in basketball uh, games back to back that. Many people thought Iowa State would win in in Iowa City, and for for reasons that you certainly can uh, justify, even in retrospect. But it's Iowa, and both games are by double digits. Um, the the Cyhawk series, high interest sports, football, wrestling, men's basketball, women's basketball, have been largely dominated by Iowa the past five years. Uh, exception being the Cyclones ended a six game drought by winning the highest interest game which is football this year and uh that makes this for cyclone fans a little more palatable because it's you don't want to you don't want to get swept like this when you have two good basketball teams iowa state has two ranked teams went to iowa city and and lost both games by double digits Uh, yeah yeah they didn't uh Probably didn't see this coming. I don't know that they are shocked or should be shocked. Well, maybe at the outcome of last night, yeah, you can be shocked. The way it happened, uh, yeah. But, um, it, yeah, I mean, the, the, these are rivalry games. Uh, these are uh, good teams or potentially good teams. Mm-hmm. Iowa Go lost way. its best player, as, as we kind of expected, but there was no confirmation until Iowa confirmed oh, around an hour and a half or so before tip-off last night that Chris Murray would not be playing. Uh, he was in a walking boot. It's what Iowa calls a a lower leg injury. I think Iowa might even call it a lower body injury, but it's uh, it's a walking boot out for an undetermined amount of time. So with Chris Murray out, and we speculated yesterday that he might be out, and Andy, I, I feel good at least allowing for this not meaning that Iowa can't win this game because we've seen this before when a, a – 
a player, a really good player, exits, especially in this kind of game, and other people step up, and somehow yeah. it all comes together. Yeah, you suddenly you're uh, you're 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 inspired because you got a guy to fill in for, and you kind of get that circle the wagons type effect where it's you know all of uh, us against everybody, and uh, you know I don't think I I didn't think for a minute that losing Chris Murray was going to mean that Iowa wouldn't win this game. I mean, you just don't. First of all, you just don't know enough about Iowa State to feel like you can predict what's going to happen. And then, second of all, it's a rivalry game, so teams get up. And and Iowa had had two reasons to get up, and they lost last year in embarrassing fashion. They lost their best player. And they got a lot to prove. They're at home. They're at home. Yeah, yeah. The, they they lost to Duke. Um, yeah. just two nights prior, and they didn't they look played, great. They played inspired basketball. Yeah, uh, Iowa absolutely dominated dominated Iowa State from tip to buzzer. Um, the Hawkeyes played not just better offense, which is not hard to imagine. Iowa played better defense, more tenacious defense. I mean, we we talked uh, many times about how aggressive Iowa State's defense is, and it can catch teams off guard, and they call themselves the pit bulls, and they get after you, and they jump into your uniform, and you know uh, the head coach you know rips his shirt off in celebration, all of that. And Iowa had more energy than Iowa State. Iowa was getting it after more than Iowa State. I'm sure I'm sure TJ Otzelberger was stunned at how his uh, the effort his team was putting out there. It just it was surprising. And they never recovered. Yeah, I mean they they got the start that Iowa State thought it was going to get. They Props they, to Iowa. they made Iowa State made the mistakes early on that they thought Iowa would make and they'd be able to exploit. Let's get to the rewind. Iowa comes out fast and strong, and Iowa State is immediately on its heels. Eulis doubled. Rebrach is open. Throws to the corner. Perkins 4-3. Good. Another beautiful find by Phillip. Shot up. No good. Rebracha with a rebound. Rebracha with a putback. Incredible. Number zero playing like a 10. He's got six points already. Phillip is perfect from the floor. Three out of three. The Hawks start six out of eight. Uh, it's Bobby Hansen and Gary Dolphin on the Hawkeye Network, courtesy of Learfield. And Andy, it's a 15 to nothing start. A nightmare scenario for an Iowa State team that on its best night can struggle to shoot. And this is not its best night. So if you're a Cyclone fan, you're already worried you can't dig out of this hole. Yeah, because, uh, you know, they leave, a, what, two or three wide-open three-point shooters really early in the game, and Iowa hits all those shots. And you're like, whoa, okay, they cannot do that. And just, yeah, I mean, this we, we've been, we, we, we have enough memory of last year to, to, to know when this team gets down, it doesn't have the offensive firepower usually to... To climb out of a hole like that. So you're like, oh man, they're already up against it. But then Iowa kept pouring it on offensively. Yeah. Where they're not only leaving shooters open outside, but Philip Rabracha has got this really nice soft touch last night inside, and he starts hitting everything. So the lead is just ballooning. Meantime, Iowa State 
can't hit sand falling off a camel. Here's Grill looking for a shot. He'll fire a three. It's off the front of the rim, no good. And the rebound controlled by Eulis. Jaron driving all the way into the paint. There's the layup. He couldn't get it to go. And the rebound to Robracha. Outlet comes here quickly to Eulis. Off to the left wing, Patrick McCaffrey to the corner. And Connor McCaffrey he fires a three. It's good. And it's 13 to nothing, Iowa. Uh, John McCaffrey with a really good game. Uh, uh, John Walters, courtesy of Learfield there. And, you know, Iowa State got down against UConn and responded. In this game, and, and again, I'm surprised by this, but Iowa came out. Punched Iowa State right in the mouth, and the, the the Cyclones did not swing back. They just didn't get into it. It's twenty to two, uh, and it feels over because ISU is shooting so poorly. It's forty to twenty, Hawkeyes at the half. That I think, and there are some there's some candidates here, but it, it it felt to me like that's the worst I've seen Iowa State play in the two year in the two years of the TJ Otzelberger era, and it comes against. Uh, the rival. Uh, Philip Robracha played the game of his life. 22 points, 11 rebounds. Second half, Iowa keeps pouring it on. Connor McCaffrey. Here's a wing jumper. Good by Patrick McCaffrey. He wants the basketball. He can feel that three coming back. And the Hawkeyes are lighting it up early in the second half. 13 now for Patrick McCaffrey. He's got three three-point field goals. Leading score for the Hawks on the game. Hawks by 29. Hawks by 29. Lost by 20 last year in Ames. 29 points. And that's the kind of game where there's no way that... Well, I shouldn't say that. Crazy things happen this game, in this rivalry game. We have seen Iowa lose its focus against Iowa State before. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like we've seen them lose their focus at home against Iowa State before. The crowd's going to keep them focused, help... They're going to be just having a blast. It's just a fun time. It didn't seem like in that atmosphere, in that situation, there was any way that Iowa was going to lose its focus in the second half. That's what Iowa State really needed to have happen. Just wasn't going to. Gabe Kalsher finally gets a three to drop, and he gets fired up about it. Taman Lipsy trying to drive. In on Eulis. Kicked it out. Kalsher, a wide-open three, left corner good. First made three of the night for Iowa State. One of 13. One of 13, and, and Kalsher can be seen saying, like, that's one. I, I need to, you know, let's I got, keep going. Let's keep going. I got that's one. And they did. They just tripled that amount. One. Just needed one. Yeah, so uh, next time down the court, Kalsher shoots again. Whoopsie off a home screen. Drives it in. Cut off by Robracha. Kicks it out. Kalsher in the same spot. Oh. Three more. Missing badly. Okay. Hit the so, side of the backboard. Yeah, at that point, do you continue holding up the number one? And say, okay, still need the one more. <laughs> no. No. It was that kind of night uh, for put the number Iowa one State. Away. Our, uh, our pick <laughs> to pick up the slack, if Murray didn't play, was uh, Tony Perkins, and he threw on the exclamation point. Tony Perkins steals. And here he goes for another dunk. No blocking that one. No blocking that Woo. one. As he almost drove Caleb Grill through the net with the basketball. Oh, I thought he did. Had to do a double take. I don't know why Grill went after him, but Tony skied over the top and posterized him. No foul. Count the bucket for Perkins on a monster dunk with the right hand. It just baited that play all the way. What a terrific defensive play by Tony Perkins. 59-33. That gets this crowd charged up again. 
Yeah, Eric Heff there with John Walters, uh, courtesy of Learfield. And yeah, at, at Carver Hawkeye Arena for men's basketball sometimes is pretty dull. Mm-hmm. And it was it came alive. It can last get night. really loud. Yeah, it mm-hmm. it got loud. It feels it like was, that uh, that ceiling is like five feet above the floor. Man, people, uh, Hawkeye fans anyway, who were there had had a blast at this game. So the Hawks win by nineteen after losing by twenty last year. Five hundred wins for Fran McCaffrey, and it comes against Iowa State at home. Uh, here's a reaction from uh, Connor McCaffrey, Philip Rubracha, Fran McCaffrey, and uh, T.J. Otzelberger. I felt like. Last year, they did to us what, but we did two times that to them tonight. Um, I felt like we got them back for sure. I think we remember what happened last year. We wanted to come out and uh, show what we're about. I think we imposed our will uh, throughout the whole game. We were up in their space and we didn't let them get an offensive rebound. If I don't know how how long, so yeah, we remember last year really well. This is a big win for the program. You know, when you beat a ranked team and look at who they've beaten. With a great crowd, we set the tone defensively, and that obviously helps your offense get going. And, and, and we settled in, and we had a lot of different guys contributing. First time on the road for our group, and it, it seemed like it got to us. We just weren't, um, we didn't set the tone with our defensive physicality and intensity that we usually do. As a result, they had great confidence early, and uh, and they carried that over. So we've got to be who we can be, and that's going to be a physical, tough defensive team, and that's not who we were out there tonight. Uh, Spot-on analysis from, from T.J. Otzelberger there, candid, too. I, I can't imagine how disappointed he is in that effort. I mean, some of it you can't control, the shots not falling, but that's that's Iowa State many nights the past two mm-hmm. seasons. But what you can control is intensity and effort and uh, defense and he has to be really disappointed in a game of this magnitude that it just wasn't there. It wasn't there from the start, and you just have to credit Iowa for taking advantage, putting Iowa State down, and then never letting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, you know, Iowa State was going to have a, a tough game on the road at, at some point, so I guess if you're a Cyclone fan, you're just kind of glad to get it out of the way and hope everybody learns something from this. Uh, and for Iowa, I mean, Fran McCaffrey's totally right. I mean, that's just a really big win for Iowa, mm-hmm. for uh, for them statistically with a ranked team, for that fan base, uh, for him personally, for the confidence level. Um, it that looked like a veteran team, which yeah. it is. I mean, that's a team with a lot of experience and, and a team that um, you know clearly. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, and forgetting that. Chris Murray wasn't in the game. Yeah, it's uh, that's an interesting part. And uh, uh, Eric Pratt with the Fort Dodge Messenger, he he pointed out last night that it's um, the Patrick Ewing theory, which uh, a sports writer a long time ago um, noted that the Knicks were winning at a higher percentage when Ewing was out, and the the Knicks often played better when Ewing was out. And it's not that Patrick Ewing isn't a great player, just as Chris Murray isn't a great player, but sometimes when you have a guy that is so uh, that is so clearly identified as your best player, you can be guilty of standing around waiting for him to do something or watching yeah. him. And you know in this circumstance that everybody has to step up, everybody has to contribute, everybody has yeah. to take it up a notch, and that's just what the Hawks did. Yeah, and and I think if you're Chris Murray, probably I'm sure he wanted to be in that game, and it it it, it hurt him not to be a, a part of it on the floor. But it probably also makes him feel a little bit better knowing that. I mean, this he doesn't have to carry right the whole load. 
mean, later on, if, if, if he's having an off night or even gets dinged up again, I mean, he, his team isn't going to fall apart. His team has proven to itself that it can step up and I mean, still dominate. Because they dominated. I mean, they dominated yeah. this game. Start they, to finish. Start to finish. Start to finish. Was, there, was there was never... Totally convincing. There was never a moment, not one moment in the entire game, you thought, uh, other than at tip-off, that you thought, oh, this looks like Iowa State's going to get in this. No, because with, with like 10 minutes left, Iowa kind of stopped attacking offensively. They, they went cold. I think they went six minutes without scoring. But Iowa State only scored, like, I think they went on a 9-0 run over that six minutes, but nine points in six minutes when you're down by 30 just, just isn't enough no. to even, even make it a game. And, and on a good night, they're not a great shooting team, but, you know, last night, it was just, what did Eric Heff say earlier, or, or John Walters, one of 13? At they that were, time, yeah. When Kalsher finally makes the three. Three of 22 from three That's, last night. And I man. was 12 of 24. Yeah. 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 Shooting... Fifty percent from three. Yeah, that that that's one of the reasons this goes uh, decisively to the Hawkeyes. We have a quickie poll presented by WCI Pools and Spas. Was your Friday mood good or bad impacted by last night's Cyhawk basketball game? Yes or no? You can probably hear it in my voice. It, it's a yes for you. It should be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So your mood, you can you can notice that your mood has improved. Over the after a basketball game, I wish I wish it wasn't. I okay. wish I wasn't like this. Um, I've tried to separate myself emotionally from these games because I have no impact on these games. Right? I, I'm just sure. at the will of what happens. Um, okay. Well, no, if you're ever it, it successful at doing that, then stop being a sports fan. <laughs> yeah, right, right. right. Because exactly. that's that's why you stay in it. That's the fun part. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of unfun part, like when you don't win. But when you should be able to. Take pride in, but yeah, no, days like, like this is one of those days. Yeah, you wake up and the first thing you think about is, oh yeah, we yeah we smoked them last night. <laughs> Could you forget to talk about yeah, this today? Right, I get to yeah. read more about it. Get to just think about it more. Yeah, you feel. There's good. that shower, that morning shower revelation where you're like, you remember something from the day before, like what you were thinking of when you went to sleep. And sometimes it's great, and sometimes it sucks. <laughs> yep. When it's great, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, man, this is a good shower." <laughs> yeah. So you feel really good. I'll tell you how bad. I'll tell you how bad it was. This is a good analogy for it. This kind of wraps it up. Uh, my wife and, and and Andrew's wife went to Pentatonics last night. I, I know. Time. God bless them. Well, they had the best time ever. Oh, I, I know yeah, they, they loved they, it. They had a great time. There's things I that I enjoy that I'm sure they would yeah, go. Yeah, God yeah. bless him. Yeah, well, and, and Chris Connolly was right. That place was packed. Apparently, yeah, like. was, traffic was terrible. Was crowd huge. So anyway, they went to the game and they said early on when they were there in the crowd, uh, they saw a, a lot of people they knew and a, a number of people that Kahala knew as Iowa State fans, men. And she said one of her friends, I think it was a friend from high school, is a huge Iowa State fan. And she's like, what are you doing here tonight? He's like, yeah, damn it. You know, my (laughs) wife making me go to this concert. It sucks. I wish I was at home. And then she saw him later on. He was like, God, thank God I was here. (laughs) 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 The Iowa State fans in the concert ended up, they went, 180 degrees ended up being really glad that they had gone to the concert and didn't have to sit home and watch that. Because that can happen. It's almost impossible to keep something a total secret, as you as you discovered with the World Cup yeah. last Saturday when, when you tried to, you did that experiment for us. So you didn't even make it out of the gym. No. And, and you knew kind of what had happened. In this case, I, I think if you're a Cyclone fan, I think most Cyclone fans, you hear about this game, 
you don't even watch it. No, nah, you don't look for highlights. You, you forget that it happened. Yeah, and, and T.J. Otzelberger might consider not even having him watch the game film because I, I am sure he is going to get after him in practice about that effort. Yeah, it was funny. But my- didn't answer the energy. And by the way, the the it was the it was the Hawkeyes who should be tired. They came in the previous day yeah, at five in right. the morning. Yeah, right. A reminder that that doesn't mean squats. Yeah, these right. are young okay. guys, and and they really only played like six guys. I, you know, guys like Josh Dix and Josh Agudale got into the game, but Iowa really had a, a, a short rotation last night, yeah. even even in the blowout win. Uh, the Murph and Andy Show is brought to you in part by the Cellular Advantage. And when we come back, who got it right? Who got it wrong? The predictions call your shot was just yesterday. It's good call, bad call, worst call. Which home selling team? It's Murph and Andy's play of the day. Powered by Prairie Meadows. Five seconds. It's a two-point game. Thornton gets it off. Hold it. Visit PrairieMeadows.com for information. It's fun. You can bet on. Yeah, there's been some uh, exciting basketball moments already here to uh, being in football season. Sometimes it's hard for some of us to get going, but uh, Ohio State beating Rutgers on a buzzer-beating shot. Buzzer beaters are fun. Yeah, it looked like uh, he, he may have stepped out of bounds there. and The R- oh. Rutgers coach was pretty upset about it, but... Uh, yeah, Rutgers was up by two in the final seconds. Ohio State with the big win. Was it at Rutgers that um, Wieskamp hit that? I think it was home against Rutgers, but yes. Oh, it was far corner. I think so. Three. Yeah, it, it, the shot didn't seem... I, I remember John Sears went like over... behind the like, back. It was like a glancing bank. Yeah. yeah. It was it a didn't, really weird shot. John Sears went over to Des Moines North and, and did a story as a really clever idea of trying to get all the players to make that shot and they were trying right. repeatedly and and no one could even come close it was just a really weird angle i thought it was at you're Rutgers. right you're, I, I just pulled up the video it is at Rutgers. okay and the 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 it was that connor mccaffrey full court pass that kind of got deflected to Wieskamp in the corner and he he hit the shot yeah geez. there was only uh two seconds left when they threw it in Good call, uh, bad call, best call, worst call. We had Call Your Shot presented uh, by Ramsey, Subaru, and Mazda yesterday. Uh, by the way, is, did you include the the uh, the Grand Poobah over there, Scott Long, in the, this? The, the Lord of Lithia? The Lord of Lithia. I mean, did, did he go on the record? He went on the record. Then, yes, he's included. Okay, let's, uh, what do you want to start with? Good call? Yeah, let's start with good That's call. good call. Here we go. Good, good call. I was going to win. 72 to 62. Iowa wins 72 to 60. I think Iowa can still win. I, I do too. <laughs> well done, guys. Thank, thank you. Way, that, thank that was, you. That was generous, uh, but thank you. Yeah, I was, that was, I was generous. in a good mood this morning. Uh, man, I, I'm going to guess there were some bad calls. Only a couple. Only a couple. There, okay. there were more Hawkeye fans calling in to say that they thought Iowa was going to win this yesterday than I. Well, I thought, and more, I think more than Iowa State fans saying they thought that I wasn't uh, confident. A friend of the show, Howard, emailed me over at uh, the uh, television station when Chris Murray was officially out and said, I think we can still win this. Um, Howard thought the Hawks were going to win? No. Now, Howard would have thought if five (laughs) players, starters were out, they could still win because he's a real fan. Faith is unending. But he was right. He was. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say I lost a little money the last couple of nights on the uh, the gambling apps, going against my Hawkeyes. But yeah, a couple of bad calls. Bad call. 
I'm actually going to pick Iowa State to cover. Jazz Coons will rebound a missed shot and score a layup underneath the basket, get fouled, and Iowa will lose on a desperation shot from three-quarter court. Even the dog buzzed that prediction. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we had good call, bad call. We had a worst call? We do have a worst call. It's from our guy, David. I think Iowa State will cover the spread also. I think Caleb Grill will have 14 points, 6 assists. I think <laughs> Kelsher will score 18 and above. Ooh. And I think Iowa State will hold Iowa to under 58 points. I should point out that I saw this coming, and I, I should have raised up the red flag and let everybody know. But, you know, grills either light or they don't. They get started or they don't. Right. And if they're on, they're hot. If they're not, they're not. They're not. I was making chicken last night. My wife can, can swear to this. I went out to start the grill. The grill didn't start? It wouldn't start. Wow. The grill wouldn't heat up. Wouldn't even turn on. What I a got, moment. Yeah. Wouldn't get going. And not long after that, <sighs> the Caleb grill from three-point range does, does, would not turn on. Does your grill have Chris Hassel's haircut also? A, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's black on top. I'll is this that. is this photo photoshopped or that... Uh, no, and it's it's funny because um, so that looks like there's Hassel. an AP photo of the Tony Perkins dunk on Caleb Grill, and it looks just like Chris Hassel. Caleb Grill does in in this picture, and we've had no fewer than three or four people send it to us as like a look alike for Chris Hassel. Yeah, and now I'm seeing there's uh, there there's kind of a a little battle going on who who saw it first or who suggested <laughs> it first, but you could this looks so much like Chris that from the side. That many people that see this, I, I don't think people were necessarily stealing the idea. You right. look at it, and you're like, you have oh, more than one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, it looks like Chris Hassel, and uh, boy, Tony Perkins threw that down. We have a best call, and this person wins a uh, a, a detail from Ramsey at a great time of the year to get a detail. It's uh, it's a gold level detail, and here is best call. Hey fellas, I think Rebracha has a big game today. Uh, say fifteen points, twelve rebounds. I don't think Murray's going to play tonight, but I'll say Bowen and Perkins both hit double digits too. Hawkeyes win 70-63. That's our guy Drew, who nailed the Rebracha, nailed the Murray not playing, nailed Perkins with double digits. Uh, didn't get DeSante Bowen into double digits, but a really, really good call from Drew. That's a good call. Yeah, congratulations, Drew. Nicely done. Uh, well, if you, if you can use, like, double zeros, then you could say he was in double digits. Desante Bowen because he had zero. So and go like double zeros. Like, sometimes a zero is is written as zero zero. Who who do you think zero. of a, as double zero? Like who comes to mind? Uniform double zero. Uh, Ken Burrows, the old uh, receiver for the Oilers. Okay, I was thinking of was Jim Otto double zero? Yes. Okay, that's yes. who came to mind. Yeah, Jim Otto's a good one too. Jim, Wait, wasn't Ken Burrows double zeros? Ken no. Burrows, I don't remember him. I don't remember. AD, do you have a double zero that comes to mind? I don't, no. I Besides don't. Bowen's double zero last night, no one cares because Iowa won by 19. Ken Burrow. One Ken Burrow. Burrow. Yeah, double zero. For, Not you know, Dan Pastorini and Errol Campbell. He was, the, he was the good receiver on that team. Dan Pastorini was the, the 
Raiders quarterback when he got injured and a thought-to-be, never-fully-realized, washed-up Jim Plunkett. Came, came in for Pastorini that, was that who season. who he replaced? Yeah, I, and then yeah. led led them to the, I think he was the MVP of that Super Bowl. And then another Super Bowl. And then another Super yeah. Bowl, yeah. And now the Hall of Fame. Jim Plunkett. Yeah, if you looked at Jim Plunkett's stats, this shows you the, the power of doing it on the big stage. And If you looked yeah. at, at Plunkett's stats, you wouldn't think Super Bowl. Uh, you wouldn't think Hall of Fame. If you look at Joe Namath's stats, you might not think Hall of Fame, but he, he won arguably the most important game in NFL history because it forced the the merger when the AFL proved that they could beat the NFL, and that was a huge step. Yeah, it's kind of weird because the NFL goes way back yeah, to the yep. 30s, Before, but the Super Bowl doesn't. And at that time, they weren't even called Super Bowls. They were called no, the, I, the no, championship like, game. Right. Of the, People don't get the yeah. credit for those that they get for a Super Bowl win, but it's, I, mean, I mean, imagine the World Series starting in 1960. Seven or whatever. What was it? Sixty-seven. The Super Bowl. Yeah, because sixty-six uh, uh, season, but sixty-seven Super Bowl. Because yeah. you wrap around. Imagine the, year, the World Series starting in nineteen sixty-seven. I mean, all that you would lose. But with the Super Bowl, we put so much emphasis on the championships, and there's so many of those players that never knew what a Super Bowl was. Whoever coined that phrase, I hope they trademarked it, like uh, Pat Riley did three Pete, because there was money to be made on that. Grinnell College, Andy, you know Grinnell College. Oh, You've d- done Grinnell College stories. Last night, Grinnell College is getting national attention. Shot 111 three pointers. Um, the Pioneers won 124 to 67. Four three throws. All other points, 120 points, were threes. Um, AD, just for some perspective here, can you get us the game total between Iowa and Iowa State? Because there were a lot of threes shot last night. Grinnell shot 111 threes, just Uh, Grinnell. Iowa State shot 22, and Iowa shot 23, so 45 threes taken. 45 combined, and Grinnell alone shot 111. (laughs) Every time they shot a three. Uh, I I love this program. I I mean, I I just, I I, I love this whole thing. I mean, Grinnell College... All every one of those kids was this, probably this one of the smartest in his school, if if not the smartest. They're all going to be some kind of professional or educator. Their basketball is not going to be a big part of their future, other than they'll do it recreationally. Nobody's going pro. They 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 know that you know they and and but they still go out and. Show up, play for this team, practice really hard. And at some point, Dave Arsenault thought, God, we, we're terrible. We got to try something new. We got to try. It was out of necessity that he invented this brand of basketball where he was just getting, and, and it's, it's literally just pedal to the metal, unapologetic. When he's explained it to us, he said, okay, when we go out there, the name of the game is we're going to shoot as much as possible as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. We're going to go down the floor and take a shot as soon as we possibly can. And if we miss, we're going to try to get the rebound and then immediately shoot it again. Even if you're under the basket, unguarded. Kick you, it out, you, you, you shoot don't, a three. You don't shoot the two. You don't lay it in. You kick it back out yeah. and shoot a three. We are going to shoot as many three-point shots as we possibly can in 
in regulation. And barely play defense. They'll give you the two-pointer. No, they don't care. Yeah, right. They're going to trade three for two every time. All night And that's long. what we've got to do. And they, I mean, they're under 500 this season. They play a bunch of schools that you've never heard of. I mean, really little, tiny Bible colleges. Some schools that are, uh, you know, kind of on their level, like Kenyon College or Lawrence University. I mean, really good academic schools. They don't give a crap about athletics. But you know that these guys have a blast. And we've talked to, like, Drake before when they've played an exhibition, uh, exhibition game against Grinnell. Mm-hmm. And, and Drake had a blast. And everybody that participates in this game has fun. There are some people that get upset about it. They they feel well, it's just like such it, a break from tradition. Yeah, yeah. I mean it it is it goes against some of the fundamentals that that many coaches teach and believe in. You understand that? You I'm know. sure it looks really silly from a fan standpoint, or you know, just really unorthodox. But for the players playing in this, I mean, it's just pure offense. And I, I imagine that, and it's just the one game that you're playing. So I imagine it's just a blast. But uh, I, I was thinking, man, is Dave Arsenal still coaching there? Because he's been there for a long time. Uh, he is. Dave Arsenal is the coach, but it's Dave Arsenal Jr. Right, right. He's his son. He passed it on. <laughs> I just I love that. I think that's just a, they've got a cool thing over there. It was about 10 years ago. Billy Taylor? Jack Taylor. Jack Taylor. Jack Taylor. Yeah. Jack Taylor. We had him on the show. That's how long yeah. we've been on. But yeah, he 120 points, is it? Well, how much did he score? Let's see. I think it feels like it was 120. Because he was over 100 points. Yeah, he heard from, you know, some NBA players and got all kinds of national attention and the 10 year anniversary yeah. that just came up. It's more than 120. It's more than 120. 138. Oh, man. Jack Taylor sent the NCAA record. And before that, it was a a kid named Steve Wood who was their great scorer. And all the Grinnell kids and the fans, they showed up in the stands with shirts that said, uh, we got wood. Yeah, they do have wood. (laughs) Yeah. And they they, uh, sometimes would, like the the Jack Taylor night, the, the coach... Arsenal, don't know yeah. which one it was at that time ten years ago. A senior, yeah, but it, believe, it, yeah. it was a strategy. We're going to try to get him, you know, just keep feeding him. Yeah, yeah, so right. We kept feeding him on that night. Hey, our our friend Gabe sends in a, a double zero. We overlooked that when you when you when he puts it there, you're like, oh gosh, yeah, the chief Robert Parrish, the Celtics. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good chief. double zero yeah. right there. Not that's a, a real good, one. not a popular number. The double zero. No, I'm trying to think of a good hockey player that's got it. I can't come up with one. No baseball players. Or wait a minute, is uh, no Aaron Judge in '99? That's pretty much the opposite. Yeah, '99. I did. Some some uniform codes used to not allow a zero or a double zero, but that, that must be it. Must be okay now. It seems know. like that would be a Yankee code. <laughs> yeah. Yankee code. Um, Yankee code now is for everybody just to sign their money. Yeah, the double zeros fit even even better now with the Yankees. Yeah, because so yeah, you you let everybody else offer the contract, and then we'll put two more zeros on the end and offer one. When we come back on the Murph and Andy show, we'll human services. It's time for throwdowns on the Murph and Andy show. Let's throw it now, Murph. We're nine games into the season. We've got a better feel for the big four teams. How many men's NCAA tournament teams do we have in the state of Iowa this season? I, I like the chances at three. Um, certainly, uh, Iowa and Iowa State have a have a good shot. 
I know it's it, it's easy to overreact to that effort by Iowa State last night, but they'll they'll get after it again. They'll they'll bounce back from uh, from that effort. And uh, Iowa certainly looks looked like a tournament team last night, and they're going to add Chris Murray back in, and they'll probably all be better for it. And I think Drake's going to win the Valley and end the Valley tournament. So uh, I, I think it, I, I'll go with three. Count on. That's count the word. on. I don't remember what the word was, but yeah, sure. I, I don't feel like we can count on three. I'll count uh, on two, but uh, yeah. I think there will be three. Y- yeah, I and I'll. I mean, I just I don't think. Look, I mean, Iowa State clearly has the potential, and then they clearly have the potential to not. So we've seen both ends, of, both sides of their coin uh, in the first couple of weeks. Um. True. You know, with Iowa too. I I I don't know that you can look at the Cyhawk game and say, okay, I I now know what the rest of the season is going to look like. You just can't. If it's count on, you can't even count on Drake completely. No, either. because so, of but, the tournament yeah. situation. Yeah. And I was going to say that too. Yeah, I mean the the Valley tournament. Uh, it's it's the the non automatic bed leagues. I mean, it's just that sucks having that as a part of your life. But yeah, I think Drake is the best team. The Valley it doesn't mean they're going to play the best during the Valley tournament. But I think we can say we're going to have two teams in the tournament at this point, and uh, I feel like a, a very a reasonable prospect of three. Yeah, I, th- I think three. Three is reasonable. Uh, Andy, Deion Sanders is assembling his staff and team at Colorado, a school that had a great run in the 90s, but has only won 10 games once in the past 20 years. Do you expect Dion to get the Buffaloes back to a conference championship level? Do I expect... That to happen, a yes. conference championship level. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just going to say expect means that I, I put put money on yeah. it. I definitely think it's going to happen. I, I think that's too high a bar. I, I think. Well, then you have to consider USC and UCLA leaving. True. That's a that's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. May not even be a conference. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, man, I know there are team. a lot of variables here. I, I think it's probably too much to expect. Conference championship game, yes. Winning that game, I think that's too much. I it, look, I mean, he did. He he was undefeated at Jackson State. He was great. I mean, that they turned that program around in that league. That's impressive and limited at the, at the same time. I mean, he's got to go to a new league. He's got to do it on a much higher level. I think he's going to get a ton of recruits, but he's still got to be able to prove that he can get that done at that point. I mean, all signs point to to good things, but. I gotta see more. <laughs> no way to know, but I do think he's going to get it done there. And primarily, USC is out. So uh, I mean, you get you get Lincoln Riley moving out, lesser extent UCLA, and most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, the team with the most talent wins. And he is going to load up the talent there. I think Colorado's already heard from like three hundred players. Since he took the job and the speech that usually stays behind walls was released everywhere because everything Dion does is on camera. He has also proven that he can coach. Now he had more talent than the other teams, but he did prove that he, you know, can coach and manage and get the talent at Jackson State. And I think most importantly and lost in some of this, he brought Kent State's head coach over, talked him into being Colorado's offensive coordinator, and this guy is really good, and he runs a real up-tempo, fast, hard-to-follow, complex offense. And uh, Colorado's going to get some offensive players that want to play this brand of football. It's like the opposite of what Iowa's been doing. 
I, I think Dion can get this done in a few years, maybe two years. Murph, it's holiday party season. What's the worst part about hosting a party at your own house? Oh, uh, well, if you don't have the uncomfortable guests that won't leave, if you have that, that's, that's the worst. Um, but if you don't have that, it's the cleanup. Because it, you have a good time. You kind of clean up before you go to bed, and then the next day you realize you still have a whole nother level of cleanup to do. So I think it's a cleanup. It's the hour before the party starts. <laughs> you are running around trying to do, you've, you've, you've put way too much off to the last minute, okay? Way too much. You forgot at least one critical thing from the store. You... Uh, you, you, you got a whole bunch of work to do, to do, and you have not taken a shower or gotten dressed yet. And then, 45 minutes, okay, you've done, you, you worked really hard, sweated for 45 minutes, you're about to run, take a shower, use the last 15 minutes to do all the last few things you got to do, clean yourself up, get ready, get down, set out the last minute things, and then the doorbell rings, and there's somebody that's, 15 minutes early and you got to start right there uh, yeah it's stressing me out just thinking about it, it. <laughs> it, it, it is andrew andrew i will, I will andrew, andrew andrew what we got for a show today yeah andrew what, what's the show what, we, what, who what got, you got for a party? who we got on today what, who, who you got ricky bell how hard you work on that well he's dead yeah, Andy. I hope you didn't work too hard on that because Ricky Bell's six feet on. Andy, when we we come back, uh, I I need you to we, we need to put you to a test that uh, someone has asked me to do, and I, I and then we'll make our own determination. What's up? Well, it's it's I I can't reveal that yet. And Scott Sipker is uh, going to join us, and um, well. Just leave it at that. All right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.